this is like my nine-year-old daughter is a manifester and like it's top of mind because we just had recital weekend. So it's like leading up to recital, there's like dress rehearsals and, you know, all cast rehearsals. Some of these rehearsals go for four hours, you know, and these are children and like full hair and makeup. I call it the baby drag show. And they have the best time and they love it. And like, she's all in, you know, over the course of a weekend, there's, you know, could be four or five shows, but I've seen it happen. And now I know to plan for it. The day after recital weekend, we do nothing because she's going to need like a full day in pajamas, like watching movies and like napping. And, you know, we learned the hard way after, you know, one of the first recitals. And then once I knew more about her design, I'm like, oh, like, yeah, she has so much energy to get this thing going, probably goes past her bandwidth to like see it all the way through, but then like, crashes hard afterwards. Welcome to the Well-Designed Podcast. I'm your host, Brady Healy, and together with my friend and co-host, Kyle Wood, we'll share how we're integrating human design into our own lives. We're both entrepreneurs in the wellness space, navigating running our own businesses while being present in our personal lives, all without burning out in the process. In this episode, we'll include plenty of practical tools to get you unstuck and feel more in flow. Let's get started. Well-designed. Kyle and I were just chatting before we hit record, and we had some ideas of some other conversations that we were going to have, but we usually use, you know, a few minutes beforehand to just catch up around what's happening in our lives. And, you know, the, sometimes I wish we were recording during those conversations because yeah, of I, things that we talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if like, if, if all like podcast sort of like duos, like co-hosts, that they all do that. They like chat before or, or uh, actually there's one I'm thinking of where I'm pretty sure they, they do hit record. Cause like the first half an hour of their podcast is usually pretty chit chatty. <laughs> And then it gets into it. I mean, maybe that's something that we should try in the future. That could make for some nice outtakes, I think. But, you know, when we were having a conversation, Kyle and I, uh, before we got started and hit record, and I think it really helped us understand, you know, let's talk about something that's top of mind right now and 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 going on for each of us in kind of a different way. So, you know, we just launched this podcast. We've been collaborating for, gosh, now almost six months. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Like yeah, from January. like meeting one yeah. of just like, let's network to, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> <laughs> so let's work together. You know, it's been about six months. So this has been, you know, some time in the making and as excited as both of us have been to launch this, you know, we're kind of in our feelings about it <laughs> in different ways. <laughs> so, you know, I'm just sharing with Kyle, for me, when I've been working on a big project and I've had a couple of things, you know, going on in my business, I launched a free workshop for, you know, my audience. I have this podcast that's happening, was, had been working really hard on both of those things. 
got them out into the world. And once they were like out and available, I just got really quiet and stopped talking about them. And it's like, seems so counterintuitive to, I guess, how I felt like I should be showing up. So I was shooting all over myself <laughs> that I should be more excited, that I should be talking about it more, that I should be sharing about it more. And so, you know, that's kind of what's what's showing up for me right now. Yeah, there's so much energy that goes into a project, right? Like, so, so you put all this energy into like creating a thing, and then you overcome all the resistance of sharing that thing with the world, and then you, then you're out of energy. <laughs> So I think, you know, one of the things that came up for both of us, I think, was this, you know, in particular podcast is so near and dear to our heart and feels, you know, pretty vulnerable to, you know, put it out there and to share. So I was I, I was just telling Kyle, it's like, you know, I'm talking about it, but it's like I'm almost like whispering about it and not too loud, <laughs> you know, talking about it to those that are close to me. But you know, it, it. I think it's very easy to think the resistance is coming from a feel of fear of failure. That's like a natural assumption, right? Is that trying new things is scary because we might fail. But in part of the conversation we were having is sometimes the scarier part is that you might actually succeed and get what you want. And I think actually launching the podcast was like the first step to that success mm. right it's out there now <laughs> yeah so what for you if you don't mind sharing what does like what are those scary parts of success that you're like i mean your lizard brain is thinking about i think it's the unknown because it's something that I haven't experienced before. Like I've experienced failure and I know we've talked about my profile. I have a three in my profile, which is about experimentation, about trying different things and, you know, learning from mistakes. So that's not an unfamiliar feeling to me. And I think one of the fears that comes with actually achieving your goals or getting what you want is that unknown of what comes with that. And I think it's, then what? <laughs> I get what I want and then what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that me, feels that, scary. Yeah, yeah, for me that feel, fear of success is always around, like, I'm, you know, I'm gonna be too busy and I'm not gonna have like enough time for the things that are important to me and, uh, and now, you know, as I mentioned before, the call was also like, people are going to see a side of me that, you know, I don't share publicly. So, um, so that, that all feels scary as well. Uh, is it like as exciting as that might be to be like, oh yeah, I get to share this side of me with the world. It's also like, oh. <laughs> and I yeah. think that that's, that's one of the reasons that's what has really Hold us to working with this modality of human design is, you know, the permission that you get permission. to live authentic, to be authentic, right? To 
operate in a way that feels in alignment, but that doesn't mean that it's easy. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I thought, yeah, so we've talked about today's episode, but we might talk about because this is a normal thing, whether you've, you're just starting a, a new business where you've got an existing business and you're launching a new um, thing like running a workshop or you're know, doing something different to what you maybe dabbling. You've particularly been an offline business and now you're dabbling with something online. Uh, I think we all hit those those sort of points where the wind comes out goes out of our sails. So we thought we'd talk about the different types, human design types, and how like what's going on there, and and how can each type find ways to um, support themselves through these periods? Because it is something we all go through <laughs> it's not just not isolated to one person uh so yeah then we thought that'd be an interesting topic for today's conversation so as a projector what do you lead into when you're feeling the, that wind go out of your sails when your boat is slowing down <laughs> well yeah i mean it's that it's that classic energy thing if the projectors last week we launched you know, at the time of recording this last week, the first episode of the podcast came out and it also ended up being this just like crazy week uh, for our family as well. And um, like all of my energy was going into that and probably not near enough energy to towards relaxing. And something I learned early on for myself when I would launch a new product online for my other business um, I used to, this is before I even knew about human design, actually, I used to like sit there and then refresh my emails constantly <laughs> waiting for like the first sale to come in. <laughs> and, um, I would just end that day, like no matter what, how many sales came in, cause I would tell my wife, she would always be like, that's amazing. No matter how many sales came in that day, it was not enough. And mm. I would just feel gross from being in front of my computer all day and disgusting. And so I worked out, ah, oh, on my launch day, you know, in an emergency, I can always access my emails on my phone, but I, I'm going to go out. We're going to go, we're going to go see someone. We're going to go have lunch for someone. We're going to get out of the house um, and away from my computer and just let that first day go. So in a way, I think, you know, I was building in ways to allow myself to relax and recharge after, you know, it's a huge thing bringing out anything, like I said, there's all that energy that goes into the creation of the product, all the energy that goes into like talking about it, doing whatever else you have to do, learning new, maybe new skills, if it's mm -hmm. something new that you haven't used before. And uh, yeah, so I think that's, that's probably the big thing, big thing I've learned as a projector is like that classic thing that we need, we need a rest, we need to have that downtime after we've used up our energy, like used our energy on a big thing. Um, and we've probably overused our energy a bit to get things really Leading good. up to it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think in retrospect, I'm like, maybe unwise for me to have launched two things within a week of each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's a, it's a thing as well, especially for like energized predictors. Well, yeah, I can do that. But then it's like, yeah, we really have like dug out a big trough 
energy trough for ourselves that we need to fill back up again. Yeah. And similar to you, like we had some familial commitments happening, you know, in our house as well. So it was like exciting things happening, you know, in the podcast, in my own business, then with our family. And it was exhausting. And I think Mm. that I certainly had, again, that moment of kind of shooting all over myself. And then I was able to like, really give myself that grace and say, you know, maybe this was poorly planned. That's fine. Yep. And next time, like, you know, can we learn from Kyle and build in some time, some time for rest, like post a big launch like this in the future. So, you know, again, it's that three line in action. <laughs> Messed yeah. around and I, I found out, I found out and certainly, and certainly learned from it. And I think that a really valuable lesson for kind of all sacral, open sacral centers. So our manifestors, our reflectors, our projectors is, you know, when you know that you're spending a lot of time and energy working on something, really ensuring that you're creating and protecting that time for rest, knowing that when you give yourself that downtime, when it's time to turn back on, you'll have the energy to do it and operate like, you know, at a with better quality. Because yeah. I know if I work a push myself to work a really long day, I am not working at the same quality in hour twelve as I did in like <laughs> hour like you know two and three. Yep. Yep. So, speaking of uh, manifestors, I think the. For them, it's going to be pretty similar to projectors. Um, You know, manifestors, the classic thing for manifestors is that they can see the thing that needs to be changed. Uh, They can see how things can be done differently, but they often lack the energy to see that thing through to the end. So if you're a manifestor working for yourself and you are seeing something through to the end, through to the launch point, you again have probably gone like beyond your like usual bandwidth. levels, yeah, your bandwidth, mm-hmm. and so that is going to feel very, going to be very natural for you to then be like, Phew. and also being a manifester. Uh, and this was one more thing I was going to say for projectors, like projectors launching something new can often be so big to us, but quiet, especially something brand new. So we're not getting that like recognition straight away as well, which can sort of help refuel us um Mm -hmm. that takes time and and so for manifestors i think you know a big thing can be because they can be like such catalysts you might launch something and like upset a lot of people (laughs) as well (laughs) yeah people will love it but there'll be a lot of people who are also like who are you to you know talk about this kind of thing and so that could feel really like defeating and deflating so i think um Again, yeah, like you said, for manifestors, like taking that time to step back and rest um, and and like bring people in um, to help them, to help to give directions to like as soon as possible. Yeah. You know, I think I may have shared this before, um, but this is like my nine-year-old daughter is a manifester and like it's top of mind because we just had recital weekend. So it's like leading up to recital, there's like 
dress rehearsals and, you know, all cast rehearsals. Some of these rehearsals go for four hours, you know, and these are children in like full hair and makeup. I call it the baby drag show. And they have the best time and they love it. And like, she's all in, you know, over the course of a weekend, there's, you know, could be four or five shows, but I've seen it happen. And now I know to plan for it. The day after recital weekend, we do nothing because she's going to need like a full day in pajamas, like watching movies and like napping. And, you know, we learned the hard way after, you know, one of the first recitals. And then once I knew more about her design, I'm like, oh, like, yeah, she has so much energy to get this thing going, probably goes past her bandwidth to like see it all the way through, but then like, crashes hard afterwards. So one of our family members was like, oh, can we do something on Monday? And I was like, absolutely not. I was like, we need to do it before. She'll still be on the upswing if we do it before recital weekend. Like we can ride that wave, but afterwards it's gonna be lights out for for a bit. So, you know, we're kind of in that moment and, you know, being able to honor that, whether you're you know, an adult and you're talking about your business or you have, you know, partners or children in your life, you know, understanding what does that look like for them? Yeah. Yep. I love that. I was going to write something down for the end. All right. Well, let's keep with our non-sake rules. And what about reflectors? You know, I have a client that I've worked with that is a reflector and I saw this she did a 30 day challenge on her Instagram. And the whole time I, you know, it was a mindfulness challenge. And every day I see her showing up in her stories. I see her showing up in her posts and like the content was gold. And I remember checking in with her and she was like, I am exhausted. <laughs> I was like, you would never know. And you know, it was so interesting, you know, she was like, I'm committed to like seeing this through, but like, I'm, I can see the light at the end of the tape tunnel that like, I'm allowing that time for me to take a break and know, like, I don't have to keep that up and allowing for that permission to be like, yeah, I tried this thing. It was a lot for me. You know, I'm, I'm able to see it through. I know that I, could stop or drop off. I don't feel obligated. It's something I want to do, but like I've kind of learned now, like that just might be a lot for me. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's like, you know, a good kind of observation for all of us is whether it's an email that you see come through from another business that you admire or some kind of, you know, content on social media or a podcast, you see the finished product you don't see what happens behind the scenes mm. and you don't see the emotions and the thoughts that are going through the person that is putting that out. You're like, this is mm -hmm. awesome. Or maybe you have another feeling about it, but like, we always forget that there's like a human being on the back end yeah, that yeah. has created that. And, you know, whether that is like, oftentimes we make the assumption that it's coming with confidence 
when sometimes it's coming with a lot, most of the time I feel like it's kind yeah, of coming yeah. with a lot of vulnerability, <laughs> oh, right? A lot of, yeah, fake it till you make it kind of stuff. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I'm in yeah. this parenting gig and we're 13 years in and I'm still faking it. I'm waiting for that make it part <laughs> to come through. <laughs> yep. Yep. Maybe if you have like eight kids or something, you get to that point. <laughs> you just need more kids. <laughs> no, thanks. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I have a cousin who has, I think she's got seven or eight. Yeah, crazy. So, so yeah, so what did your client find helpful to, to kind of like recharge? Or Well, saw... I know that. I know that while she was in it, like once she was showing up in their stories, once she was showing up with her in her post, what was nice is it was a mindfulness challenge. So she was really practicing <laughs> what she preached. So yeah, if it yeah. was like a day where it was like, go outside, she went outside, mm -hmm. you know, if it was a day of like, you know, meditate or you know, be in nature, take a bath whatever the thing was, she was doing that. So yeah. kind of interesting that the thing that was making her tired was also the thing that, you know, <laughs> she was using to kind of recharge. Um, and so she she did say like, it was a great reminder for her, for her of all the tools that she has, yeah. you know, available to her. Um, and I know that she also just gave herself a lot of grace that it's like, it's okay to not always feel like a hundred percent on fire all the time about every single thing that you you're mm. doing. It's just not realistic. And so, you know, I think for me, that was really inspiring because I know that there are moments where I feel like I'm going through the motions and to hear from another entrepreneur, like, Hey, I go through that too. But again, like when you're on the opposite side of that, when you're on the the client facing consumption side, that doesn't always come through. And you're like, this is great content. Like this is there's value here. You know, this person is 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 providing something that they're really passionate about. And it's great. So if you are the one that's creating understanding that even when you might not be operating at your highest level that like you're still providing value mm -hmm, and i think mm -hmm. you could probably speak to this as a fitness trainer i know certainly as a yoga teacher like there were sometimes in classes where i'm like probably wasn't my best <laughs> but afterwards like your client like you'll have clients that'll be like that's great i feel awesome and you're yeah. like you know, like yeah. there, I follow a trader, her name's Christy Larson. And she goes, sometimes your medium best is great. It's still really good. <laughs> so like, you know, I had this client was giving her medium best and it was still really great. Yeah. 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 I could definitely identify with that, that like focusing on, on being consistent, however that looks. Yeah. And that actually was really a helpful attitude after I had kids because it was like, I often did not feel <laughs> my best, but I knew okay, if I can just show up for a little bit today, um, it's better than nothing. Uh, all right, let's, let's look. So generators and manifesting generators. Let's look at that because they've got heaps of energy. So they never deal with, with lulls in their energy, do they? <laughs> What a it myth. Means, right? What yeah. a myth. 
Yeah. And, you know, like I've mentioned my, my partner's a manifesting generator and, you know, for both generators and manifesting generators, yes, you have he heaps of energy as Kyle would say, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. as, as long as they're doing things that aren't that light them up, but you know, not everything lights them up yeah. all the time. Yeah. And so even in an exciting project, even working with a client that you really love, like there might be tasks or parts of that job, that experience that are really draining. Mm. And so, you know, there is this myth out there that these two types don't require energy. And it's just, it's simply not true. And there is also other pieces of your design that can really inform, you know, what kind of rests that you require. But I think when we're just staying very broad with type, you know, if you are finding yourself in these moments of putting things out into the world and you're kind of, you know, hitting these, these energetic walls that we're talking about or finding yourself like experiencing some of these limiting beliefs like we're talking about, it's reminding yourself that when you prioritize satisfaction in your life, whether it's work-related or not, that really makes you more magnetic. So, you know, can you take that beat after the launch to do something you really love that really makes you feel deeply satisfied that you can invest your energy in and say like, when I lay down in bed tonight, like what is gonna make me feel like, oh, like I used my energy in a way that feels really good to me today and to try to create space for that. Yeah. Yeah, because even with the energy, you know, the vulnerability aspect doesn't disappear. So that's still there rearing its head. And, you know, I mean, fam a famous manifesting generator, Brene Brown, talked in her second TED Talk about the launch from her first TED Talk. Oh. Like after that came out and she, she talks, yes. if you haven't seen it, she talks about how she, you know, got posted online and, you know, people were watching it and she'd been so incredibly vulnerable about her own story um, during the talk that she like spent like two or three days just like hold off on the couch because she was just like. Peanut know, butter in Downton Abbey. That was yeah, her solution. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. A vulnerability hangover, she coined. The, well, I don't know if she coined the term. She certainly popularized that term. And that's been very helpful for me as well. Um, and yeah, so I, that aspect doesn't disappear. And so that's here where that bit of the stuff that feels really satisfying, which obviously for her, watching those two TV shows. <laughs> eating peanut butter out of the jar. Oh, eating peanut butter, and yes. Yeah, okay, yes. Yeah. Like what feels nourishing to you? Yeah. You know, whether that's <laughs> physically, mentally, energetically, or you know, who feels nourishing to you? Like, can you carve out, like you mentioned, you know, I'm gonna go out to lunch with these people this day, like prioritizing those things that bring you joy, those things that make you feel really, you know cared for and I think that's you know that shows up differently for each type but I think that that's really kind of that's the common thread here is within your specific type like what does that look like for you and can you 
when you, when you have the self-awareness to find yourself in these moments, notice and say like, you know, I'm in this vulnerability hangover. What would serve me right now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And planning, you might even want to like plan that stuff in advance, like knowing that that's coming, block those mm -hmm. days out for those things. The other thing I, I can imagine for generators is, you know, lead, coming up to launching something, there's a, a lot of different, you're, you know, spinning a lot of plates at once. Um, and that I can imagine that could feel quite draining to generators who prefer to be more focused on one thing mm. uh, at a time. So I think paying attention to that and that, yeah, like a good project that you enjoy or, you know, it could be a good way to like direct your energy afterwards. Don't keep trying to like notice if you're still bouncing from activity to activity and that that might still be making you feel really blurred afterwards too. All right. So I've, I've, uh, I've written down some, um, little summations. <laughs> Let's hear each, it. Each type. I'm, I'm yet to get one for, for projector though. So we'll, we'll have to work on that at the end. Um, so for manifestors, a pajama day is on the cards. Could be the thing for you. Reflectors, uh, space and grace. Oh, I love that. I want that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think we can all take a little bit from that. Uh, but yeah, I guess reflectors and also other people, if you've got a lot of open and undefined centers, like really playing around that space afterwards, um, spaces that make you feel good, that make you feel nourished and yeah, grace that it's, it is, you are going to be tired for a few days. Um, Peanut butter in downtown Abbey. <laughs> downtown. Downtown. <laughs> Sorry, downtown. I've been corrected on that before. Um, and I've even written it down. Uh, downtown Abbey uh, for our generators and manifesting generators. It's okay to, um, yeah, to take your foot off the accelerator um, afterwards. You don't need to be going as, as crazy as you have been going. So yeah, that'd be my, my advice there. Um, and it might only be for a day and then you'll be twitching. So you want to get back <laughs> into things, but yeah, give yourself that space. Uh, and then projectors. What's a short, um, thing we can say for projectors, we should be able to work this out as two projectors. What's your thing? What do you do? What did you do this weekend? Uh, this weekend was still really busy. Um, yeah. what did, or was it yesterday? Or was yesterday. it yesterday? What did you tell me that you <laughs> Well, did? yesterday I had a bit of a, man, a manifest today in pajamas and movies. Um, <laughs> well, uh, it wasn't wearing pajamas, but yeah, a blanket. Um, yeah, I th you know, the, that I think going back has, has often been a way of recharging, but also, um, for me, like nature is like a big one, like mm -hmm. getting out, getting out in nature. And, um, and I did, I just went for a small, small walk yesterday, even though I felt oh, awful, but I knew even just a short walk out 
outside would do a lot to help me feel better and recover. Yeah, for me, I can, when I am kind of feeling anxious, physical movement is something that always kind of mm. like helps like bring me back. And like, mm. it's not always like what you would expect. It's not always going to be something like super aggressive. Like I'm obsessed with my foam roller. <laughs> so it could be like using the foam roller and like, you know, just getting super relaxed, mm. like doing some restorative yoga, like pretty much, you know, I try to carve out like even like five to 10 minutes a day of doing some really gentle movement. I find really help. It can be feel really soothing and like very calming and being like, all right, like we're a bit settled. It's not, yeah. it's not as, it's not all moving yeah. as fast as we think it is. So Getting I think back it's in like, the body. yeah. It, you know, and I think for both of us, it sounds like it's just like taking that moment to slow it down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that was good. I hope, I hope everyone listening to this has enjoyed it. Find it helpful to know you're not alone when, you know, you're putting something new out into the world and you feel a sense of deflation afterwards or like, yeah, the wind's gone out of your sails. And that's normal and everyone goes through this um and i hope you've picked up some something in there that will help you recover um uh, you know i think grace is probably for all of them like don't don't mm -hmm. beat yourself up about the way you're feeling yeah remember it's normal and the the quicker you embrace your type and yeah you, the different parts of your human design that make up who you are, the faster you'll find yourself back on your feet. There we go. You have anything you'd like to add Brandy at the end? I don't know. I think, thank you Kyle for our chat before and helping, uh, lifting my ass off the ground today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're welcome. All right. I'll see ya. Talk soon. Hello, thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast, Well Designed. If you really enjoyed this podcast episode, here are a couple of things you could do to help us out. One, you can share this with a friend or a colleague who you think could really benefit from what we've talked about. Two, if there's any way you can give us any love, can you rate the podcast? Can you give us a thumbs up? Whatever you can do, that just helps us reach more people. And finally, if you want to connect with us and stay in tune with us, make sure you subscribe in your app. We are at Well Designed HD on all the different social media platforms so you can find us there too. Thank you again and we'll be back soon with the next episode.